1: Release prophetic words and examine scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow.
0: Thanks again for joining our conversation.
1: Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast.
0: Hey, good morning, and welcome back to our podcast. This morning, we're going to be wrapping up our series on keeping the faith and the topic that we've chosen to talk about this morning is the habit or the practice of getting rid of baggage that is unwanted that may weigh you down. And so we're going to look at the scripture in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1.
1: Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up.
0: So we want to talk about streamlining today because it's an important concept in just a lot of areas of your life of course the christian life we're wanting to move forward but uh, i've also taken some lessons in flying and there was something that they called parasitic drag that is any little thing that is attached to the airplane can actually put drag on that plane and calls it to slow down. Our remedy for that is that we only take what we have to to make airplane fly correctly and without any hindrance. Also, we had an Olympic swimmer in our church for a while. They told us that they concerned themselves with that, even in swimming, because they're trying to win the race and move as fast as they can through the water without having anything, even like their hair, would slow them down just a millisecond. So it's very important and a very important concept that we get when we read this. Therefore, since we're surrounded by a crowd of witnesses, let us strip off those weights that easily slow us down, especially the sin that so easily traps us.
1: So you're saying he's telling us to streamline our lives so that we can enjoy optimum victory. That's right. So imagine watching an Olympic runner trying to run around the track and run a run a race virtually in a suit of armor. Like we'd be we'd be coaching him through the TV or on the sidelines saying, "Hey, throw off the armor; it's slowing you down." Uh, if you watch Olympic runners, I mean, they run in the lightest weight material possible. The thinnest material. I bet they would run naked if you would let them so that they could be faster because they don't want anything dragging them down.
0: The ultimate goal in streamlining, obviously, is optimum performance and victorious outcome. And that's what we're called to do not only in the physical, as she was just pointing out about the runner in the physical nature, but also in our spiritual lives as well. And it's like you said you want to scream at that guy, hey, that armor is slowing you down, so strip it off. And we're not talking about stripping off the armor of God. Don't do that. You need that, but we're, we're using an analogy that we can kind of uh, move forward with, and that's what God is saying to us. Paul understood it, and he understood laying down baggage, even as... If it's just last year's baggage, we just moved into a new year. We're talking to our church about 2020 vision and moving forward. So you want to strip off everything even if it was baggage from last year. And thank God for do-overs and start-overs. Amen?
1: Absolutely. And I just want to backtrack just a second before we move into that scripture, because it hit me, and isn't it great that this is a podcast and you can have a sudden thought, but um, you were saying that about we absolutely don't want to take off the armor of God, so we're not talking about the runner stripping off the armor of God. It's kind of an anomaly that the armor of God weighs nothing yet it protects everything. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about unnecessary weight that we would be carrying and unnecessary baggage. And and absolutely anything from last year. Thank God for do-overs. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're going, Thank God last year is over. I don't want to do that again. Well, guess what? You don't have to. This is a fresh year. And Paul knew something about saying, hey, that's done. I'm not looking back. So here's what he says. He says in Philippians from chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, he says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus.
0: You know, we were having a conversation with a group of individuals. We were in a hospital yesterday, and we were talking about the effects even of the the iPhones or smartphones that we have these days and how kids who are growing up with them, how it affects them. And it could be as As simple as setting down your iPhone, because somebody mentioned that some of the younger generation, when I say that, I'm talking two to three years old is what they were talking about, could not hardly function because they were getting lost in the environment, and it was becoming their world, the the fantasy world of the iPad, of the, uh, the tablets and those things, and they would get so engulfed in that that it really is hindering We, we had an elementary school teacher that we were speaking with and she said it is really hindering their progress in things like being able to read and understand it can be something as simple as having the iPhone or the tablet and just too much time. And we mentioned this a lot of times in our church, but when you go into a room and there's a group of people and everybody's looking at their phone, they're not even present in the room. Right. It hinders your relationships and your ability to communicate. So this is one of those areas that, that has become more or less a big deal as life has continued.
1: Right. So we, wanted, we were talking about laying down baggage. Anything that is slowing you down, anything that is going to hinder your, your progress, anything that is going to weigh your faith down, pull your faith down, shipwreck your faith is what we're speaking to. Uh, one of the things I like to say is you can't embrace your destiny if you are shackled to your past.
0: Wow. That's a good statement.
1: It, thank you. Uh, it is, but, it, but it's true. Um, if you're shackled to your past, you, it's impossible for you to embrace the destiny that God has for you. So we want to move forward and let go of your past. And and Paul absolutely had that concept. He said, I forget about those things behind me, and I continually move forward. And I want to talk about somebody, um, since we were talking about Olympic
0: runners. Well, just before you do, let me point out that when you say you're forgetting those things that are past, that is both successes and failures. It's not just one or the other. It's all of it
1: absolutely and that may be an oxymoron to somebody you're like you know how do i do that because we do bank successes in the fact that we we pull on that memory of how god has has supplied our need and how he's come through for us before and we we pull from that that bank of of the promises of god but you know um our successes that's that's done and we keep moving forward we can't li- when we say that we mean you can't live off of glory days we keep moving forward because if you just if you just stay in the glory days, then you won't move to the next goal, the next thing that God has for you if you just stay on the last mountain.
0: Right. There was a song actually about that. It's called Glory Days. Right. It talked about as a young man and how the athleticism of somebody, the glory days don't last forever. You can't get hung up on those any more than you can the past mistakes that you've had in your life.
1: There may be another book in you God wants you to write or another mountain he wants you to take or another project that he wants you to do. And you can't do that if you're still living on the past glory of the last thing you did when he's wanting you to move on and do something else is what we're saying. You can't live in the failure of your last attempt. So he, Paul understood, I'm forgetting all those things. Yesterday's gone. And I'm pressing toward what God has for me up ahead. So this is the year of vision. This is the year of decreeing and declaring and focusing. And, you know, this is a do-over. So this whole year's in front of you. So lay aside that baggage and understand that whatever's happened in the past is in the past. And we don't have to live in the past. And it's really a choice. Wilma Rudolph was an African-American athlete who actually made history in the 1960 Summer Olympic Games in Rome, Italy, when she became the first American woman to win three gold medals in the track and field competition. Now, she had an uphill battle. Every circumstance was stacked against her from the day she was born in 1940. I mean, she just really—all odds were against her. Her father, Ed, had 11 children by a first marriage— while his second marriage yielded eight more. And she was like the fifth in line of those. And she weighed only like four and a half pounds when she was born. And her mom was just a housemaid. So her survival was didn't look very good from, from birth. And then at age four... She was severely weakened when she contracted polio. And, you know, that disease attacks your central nervous system, and it causes developmental problems. Though she survived the illness, she lost the use of her left leg. But in spite of losing the use of her left leg and having all these odds, poverty and all these things against her, she went on to be the first woman to win these three gold medals, and she opened the door for women to race, and she used her success to fight against racism, and she didn't cling to the past. She did not make excuses for any type of physical limitations of that time, especially skin color or poverty or anything. And she didn't let baggage whatsoever slow her down, not physically or in any other way. And I just think she's such an example of laying aside baggage and just running the race, literally and spiritually.
0: On the flip side of that, and In the news right now, the great basketball player Kobe Bryant passed away in a tragic accident. And all the accolades and all the records and all those things right now are not the important thing for him. His important uh, situation is that he knew God and that he made it into heaven. And so we're praying for that family and in this, this hour of need. So I just wanted to to, to kind of give a shout out. Yes. And I think it's appropriate that we pray for those people. I always want to meet some of them in heaven. That's, that's going to be a unique time when we get to hang out with people who had some great things, but we can't get caught up on the great things either because life is serious and it comes to an end. And the only thing that's going to matter is the spiritual things that that we actually achieved. Today, we have several examples of people that we want to talk about. One of them was featured in the movie Soul Surfer, many of you have seen that. Her name was Bethany Hamilton. She started surfing when she was just a child. And at age 13, she had an almost deadly shark attack that resulted in the loss of her arm. And she did not let that stop her from moving forward. She went back on her surfboard one month later, and two years after that, she won first place in the Explorer Women's Division of the NSSA National Championship. You talk about determination. It, it's amazing you know when when you've suffered loss how do we move forward some people get hung up in that moment and there's just no way that we can allow ourselves to just hang in the moment of tragedy or misfortune or anything else we have to learn from our past we have to move on one of the greatest that i know of is a lady named Aine and she's in our movie actually if you check out hope has a name there's a lady that is in there and she had some extreme circumstances in China, so we want to talk about her for a few minutes.
1: Ien was probably one of the most inspiring women we, we got to meet when we were in China. Always smiling. I would
0: I would say she's one of the most inspiring people I ever met anywhere, period. Absolutely.
1: Just a yeah. beautiful example of the love of God. And I just want to encourage you, if you haven't gotten to watch Hope Has a Name, you can check it out. Go to movie.com and you can order a digital copy or a DVD. If Aine is on this the China section, and she works at the orphanage, and we met her always smiling. She speaks only Chinese, so we interviewed her, and she is badly burned. How much percentage of her body was burned?
0: I think it was like ninety percent yeah
1: you tell what happened to her yeah,
0: her husband is uh, not a very good person, and he dealt with the drug culture and he owed some people some money and they could not catch him, so they they found Iene and poured gasoline all over, lit her on fire, literally. And so she burned, but Mike and Dina Van Holt, who run Loaves and Fishes, they took her in, and she said, I will work for you as long as, I, I wanna work with blind children. And Dina said, no, no, no. We're gonna let you work with others, not the blind ones, but we're gonna let you work with all of our, our small children. And so every time that we saw her, literally, she was holding a baby and smiling as big as that. I never saw her when she wasn't smiling.
1: always filled with joy, just the biggest, most beautiful smile. Her face is badly scarred. You can even see pictures of her on, on our website and just badly scarred, but holding the children with the, the most beautiful smile on her face. And it didn't matter how many times we passed her in the hall, she was always smiling. And she had every reason to not smile because you see, because of her scars, she was, people were afraid of her. Children were afraid of her. She was shunned after that. If you know anything about burn victims, it's extremely painful what they go through in the healing process. So it was awful what she suffered and the loss that she went through. And so she had every reason to be bitter and to be angry. But she actually came to the saving grace of Jesus Christ through this process and through the love that that Dina and Mike offered her and then working in the orphanage. And just the love of God radiates out of her. And there's no unforgiveness, no bitterness whatsoever. And she's just such an example of of hope and beauty that it's amazing how she is just walking. She
0: has perfect opportunity to carry all that with her. Absolutely. and feel sorry for herself from now on. But she just absolutely refuses to let that hinder her whatsoever.
1: She she truly is an example of laying down the baggage and, and walking in faith and, and love and beauty. And I just... Um, just she's a hero of mine.
0: So we want to move on and, and talk about Nick Vojcic
1: Vojcic There you go. Nick Vojcic <laughs> We apologize, it, Nick, if you ever hear this and we just butchered your name.
0: He was born in Melbourne, Australia in 1982.
1: and To Serbian immigrants, actually. To Serbian immigrants. From Yugoslavia.
0: And he was born without fully developed limbs. And if you've seen him and his story over and over again, he's, he's such an incredible... Inspiration to me. He's somebody that could have easily given up because of his situation.
1: According to his autobiography, his mother refused to see him or hold him um, when the nurse actually held him in front of her originally, but she and her husband eventually accepted the condition. And Nick actually has two small deformed feet, one of which he calls his chicken drumstick because of its shape, because originally, He was born with the toes of that foot fused, but an operation was performed to separate the toes so that he could use them as fingers that he uses to grab, turn a page, or do other things. And he's been able to use that foot now to operate an electric wheelchair, a computer, or a mobile phone. But people don't realize that before you see him like he is now, that he attempted suicide because he was bullied. I mean, he suffered great depression and hopelessness. But one day, his mom showed him a newspaper article about a man dealing with severe disability when he was 17, and and he started to give talks at his prayer group.
0: You know, Nick graduated from college in 2005 and founded Without Limbs, a nonprofit ministry. He also founded a secular motivational speaking company called... Attitude is altitude. He's happily married and has four children. Pretty amazing. What kind of baggage are you carrying today, though? You know, that's really what it comes down to. We can tell you about all these other people, but what is it that you're carrying today? Are you carrying scars from your past? Are you carrying something from your glory days when maybe you were a student athlete somewhere or perhaps even a professional athlete or are you carrying baggage from wounds at a church? Are you carrying baggage from when you maybe saw a miracle, a sign that God did through you and, and sometimes we, we kind of blow it a little bit and we try to take the glory for what God has done in our life. So what is it that you're carrying? Are you worried? You have anxiety? You have stress? Or fear.
1: You know, Paul knew another secret. If you're carrying the baggage of worry, anxiety, stress, or fear, he had another secret for us. In Second Corinthians chapter four, verses eight through nine, he says this, he said, We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Paul knew full well what it was to be persecuted, to be pressed on every side, crushed. But he also knew that they were, he was not utterly destroyed. He knew what it was to suffer, to to feel depressed, to feel anxious, but not to let all this get him down and not to let it Hinder him from moving forward and to not let it become baggage and to overtake him. You know, the Lord doesn't want us to worry, and maybe that's your baggage. You've been worrying and you've been anxious and struggling with that. And, you know, certainly we're not judging that. We've all been in situations where we're worrying. And the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing. But, you know, just take it to him and, and know that he's got it. In fact, Psalm 46.10 says this, to be still and know that I am God. And I did a word search on that, and I found this very interesting, that the word be still comes from the Hebrew word rafa. And one of the translations of that word is let go. Isn't that interesting? That be still actually means let go. Let go of the baggage of worry and know that I am God. Let go of the baggage of anxiety and know that I am God. Isn't that interesting? Hmm.
0: You know, one of the most dangerous things is actually unrepented sin, secret sin. Wow. I was talking to a friend of mine this past week, and he said for years, I carried secret sin. And he said, and I just wanted to throw a blanket prayer over it, but I wanted to keep my sin. Wow! And that was a problem. And it really uh, worked on him. And and very, very traumatic in his life as a result. But thank God he's learned to let it go and actually got relief. And, and And God is really moving in his life right now in a powerful, powerful way. The thing that you think that you can't live without and that you you know that God wants you to give up is, is really hurting you more than you think. I think about people who smoke, and, and I don't mean to... I don't think that if you smoke, that means you're going to hell. But I think it's it keeps them from doing certain things because they don't feel victorious in their life, and it's something that always seems to be something that Satan keeps it's pointing out. It's certainly up. baggage, right? It's baggage, and and there's a guilt, shame that goes along with that. And so I think that you know that's just an example. So please don't get hung up if you're a smoker. We love you. Uh, and God loves you. But but it seems that there is some baggage that is created by that. And it could be overeating, too. That's right. Uh, just as easily because, uh, you know, we've we've seen people condemn people for years for smoking that weighed 350 pounds and, and were totally out of order in their own life and the way that they ate but they condemned somebody else for cigarettes so, so don't don't get hung on, uh, on that please what we're trying to say is there are things that if we just let it go and even though we think that we have to have it when we let it go we find out that god loves us so much and life is fuller without it than it is with it
1: well, let's just take a look at this just for a moment let's go back to our original scripture Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, we've been talking about faith, let us strip off every weight Paul differentiates here. That slows us down. And then he says this, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. I believe he's saying here that the weight doesn't necessarily have to be sin, although it can be sin. So what you're saying is, while the cigarette smoking may not be sin, it's certainly weight. Hmm. Or while the overeating may not be, and it can be, if it's definitely um, you know,
0: causing gluttony, de- gluttony right. yes.
1: So please understand what we're saying. But if it is secret sin, and you would know, that thing that came to your mind immediately when we said that, that brought you shame immediately when we said that secret sin, and you felt shame immediately, or you felt defensive immediately? That's the thing, my friend, that God's trying to deal with you on. And I really feel the Holy Spirit right now.
0: I just want to say, I don't care what it is, but whatever it is, make the decision. To let it go. Let it go. Get rid of it today. Don't carry it around. Don't let it follow you through 2020. And let's, let's, let's move forward in the grace that God has called us to. Because, friends, those things are slowing you down and especially from reaching your own destiny that God has called you to, who you'll be responsible and accountable to in the end for what he's called you to. So let's get rid of those things, and let's move forward together in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. And so if it's also unforgiveness, whoever it is that you need to forgive, forgive them. And you're not forgiving them for them. You're forgiving them for you. We've said this so often, that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. It's not going to happen. But when you forgive that person, it's like opening the, the door to a prison and letting yourself out. And you have the key. You had the key all along. And it's liberating. And that is one of the greatest forms of baggage that I know is holding unforgiveness and bitterness but it's whatever it is, make the decision today to let go, and it's like it's like Ken said, it is slowing you down and it's hindering you from running your race of victory.
0: I do believe bitterness can manifest itself in the physical realm in the form of sickness, yes, I think we have to be very, very careful about that,:
1: Yes. In fact, right now I just feel like I'm getting a word of knowledge for somebody that has kidney stones. I feel like even that while you're listening to this, like you've had uh, repetitive incidences with kidney stones. And I've, I feel like the Lord is wanting to heal you of kidney stones. Like it's been hard battle with you with kidney stones. Like you keep ending up in the hospital with kidney stones. And I've never had those, but I've had friends that have had those and they tell me how painful they are. But I believe God is really wanting to heal you of these kidney stones. And, and if you'll just you know, lay your hands, if you're at a place where you can, on, on your back in that kidney area and just begin to just thank the Lord for healing right now of, of that. You may even feel heat right now in that area of your back if you're listening to this and just begin to thank the Lord for healing. I just feel a word of knowledge right now for somebody with, with kidney stones that's been battling that constant pain. And maybe even this week was in the hospital or the emergency room passing kidney stones again because you keep something with your body, you keep forming, these kidney stones and, and passing those, and I also felt like I got a word for somebody this is an unusual name for somebody with the name Chandra that really has battled unforgiveness of letting go of some of bitterness and, and some unforgiveness towards somebody that's really really wounded you
0: I feel like here's a depression. Okay.
1: attached to that depression. And and you have a destiny. The Lord really has destiny for you, Chandra. The enemy has known that, and he's really tried to wrap you up with this unforgiveness and bitterness. And, and the Lord is just saying to you, my child, just let this go, my daughter. Just let this go and step into the destiny I have for you. The destiny I have for you is so much greater than, than that which has been done to you and those things that you have that you've been holding on to. So just let go of those things and step into the greatness I have for you. And I just feel like that's for somebody named Chandra that you've just been clinging to that and, and the wounds have been great. But the Lord is just wanting to to release healing to you right now and and have you step into the to the greatness that He has for you and, and you're going to find liberation and you're going to find healing as you forgive you're going to have uh, victory in that area where you been hurt not just victory but you're going to find that you're going to have such victory in the area where you have suffered loss and hurt and you're going to have such grace in that area that you're going to be able to minister in that area to others who've suffered in that area and be able to walk them through with such grace it's going to blow your mind thanks for joining us again we ask you know we don't we try not to do a lot of commercials on here but we do want to give you opportunity to uh, please go to iTunes and and like, subscribe, review our podcast, Faith Works, also on the Carisma Podcast Network, please. And also, please go to com, order our DVD, or download the streaming version of Hope Has a Name, and you can check out what happens when women say yes to God. You will be amazed. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Have a great God-filled week.
0: Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, Please be sure to visit us at kenandlisahenderson.com for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You
1: can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L E S A, and at Ken Henderson. See you next week.